When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, sitting down with me is Coach Yannel. I hope I said that right again. 100%, 100% Coach Steve. We're right on. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator at St. Xavier University, and I just talked to his offensive line coach the night before, too. So I'm getting back to back St. Xavier You're University. Lucky man. You're a lucky man, Coach Steve. Um, two good looking guys, too, back to back. Absolutely. <laughs> I have to get guys better looking than me on here. Uh, well, that's kind of that's why tough. I have the beard. That's why I have the beard. I can hide it. There you go. I've it's tried that. It doesn't work. I've tried it with a double chin. It doesn't work for me. I've tried to hide the double chin with the beard. It doesn't well, work. The white hairs are popping up, so now I don't yeah. like it. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Uh, people told me basketball makes your hair fall out as a coach, uh, and then football makes it gray. I prefer salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah, we great. Well, no, no. See, football doesn't make him great. Married with two daughters makes it great. That's what it does. That's what it just, makes it great. Well, see, I don't have that, so it's popping up. So, so I don't know. You should probably get some a little dye job, that little uh, little black uh, sharpie marker. Just crawl well, it in there, you're good to go. When what? I I was 25 or 26 when I first saw it. Uh huh. And one of my players pointed out, they go, Coach, you got a white hair. And I was like, I'm his name was Tony. I was like, This is named Tony. You caused this to come uh-huh. to pop out. And I shaved. I was like, I have to get rid of it. <laughs> I just turned 30 in November. So now it's I'm okay. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah, you're looking good to me, coach. All good. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. Oh, well, I mean, my hair's fall. That's why I keep the hair short. Yeah, well, that's that, that's that's inevitable, right? Well, I need to grow it out if we have football in february maybe i hope you guys do i, I mean I, 
I feel here. I feel horrible uh, for the senior class. I hope I hope everything works out with everybody, and uh, uh, cooler heads prevail. And uh, these these uh, high school all high school athletes get what they deserve to be able to play some sports. They kind I of hope so. Yeah, that's what me and Coach Stevenson talked about a little bit about. Yeah, and the longer it goes on, though, I don't. Uh... Doesn't look good, does it? I told him that we need a coach in charge of the state. And mm-hmm. I said, because we all work together, we all try to find different ways to get better. I said, that would be perfect. And we get things done. And we get things done. So I said, yeah. can we just get Nick Saban to move up here and take control? We'd get it done. Get, and coaches seem to have a situation where if there is a problem or an issue, let's get together, let's solve it. And when that's solved, we move on to the next issue. Right, like we would have, you know, we would have called Indiana and Ohio and Iowa and said, "How did you guys prevail? How mm-hmm. did you get it done?" You know, it wouldn't be my way or the highway, but that's as political as I get. Yeah, I yeah. Take... There's nothing we can do. I have a my quarterback coach has uh, been with me for 18 years. He always said, "You know what? Don't sweat the blank sh word you can't control." And it's truth. You can only control what you can control, and other stuff. The more you worry about it, the more headaches you'll have. And we can't control it. You can wish and hope for the best, but nobody cares what we think, unfortunately. Yeah, I know nothing. I'm a nobody coach. What do I know? Yeah, that, well, I don't know. That's how we. That's yeah. I feel the same way. So, how long have you been in, at St. Xavier University? Oh, I came over with Fem in '99. We've been here since January of '99. We've been over there. Wow. So it's been a long run. Yeah, I embarrassed myself last night. For some reason, I said, oh, yeah, it's Division Three, right? And he goes, no, we're NAIA. And I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Why did I think that? And he's like, you probably saw us play uh, Whitewater on Google when you looked at it, and that's probably yeah. why. Yeah, last year, yeah. And I was yeah, like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, we've been here since 99. We had a lot of, a lot of, uh, good, te- a lot of good players. That's what we've had. A lot of good players. That's why we've been successful. I'll tell you that. It ain't the coaching. It's the players. Oh, you can That's take a little saying. bit of credit since you've been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta have you gotta have the people. I mean, all of the people say, "Oh, this coach does this, this coach does that." But you know, and there's a lot of great coaches out there. But you better have the players, or otherwise it ain't it ain't gonna happen for you. And that's a fact. And I, I believe it starts with quarterback. I mean, old line and quarterback from an offensive point of view. You got the old line; you can do whatever you want. You want to run the ball, pass the ball. Uh, but you got to have that signal caller. In our offense, he better be able to think on his feet very, very quickly and make decisions very rapidly. That That's true. Yeah. Um, so have you always coached college, or did you start coaching in high school before you I coached high school college? football for one day. One day? I, I, was, uh, I, left, I graduated from St. Francis in Joliet. In '94, I was a student. I was a student assistant in '94, and then in '95, I went to my alma mater, a Notre Dame high school on the north side, and uh, I coached for one day. And uh, I was working with the centers, and I said, "Oh my God, how am I going to do this?" I was happy to coach. I got I got home that night. My dad told I my dad told me I got a call from uh, our offensive coordinator, Jim Boyder, great guy. This was Joey Catholic and back way back when and St. Mm-hmm. Francis and Manuka. And Jim said our old line coach was here for a couple days and he decided to go back. 
we got a position for you. So, uh, I, I think I live in the dorms that year. I live with Jay. I think I live with Jake Thormeyer. I can't remember. I think I live with Jake that year uh, across the street. And I would coach. I went there and I would coach, coached every day. Um, I was old line coach. And then uh, from 94 to 98, Steve, I would go and coach at St. Francis from August to November. And back then we were at D2 in Jilliac with Grand Valley and Fagan. And then from uh, November to July, I would work at the my mom's hospital, so we just come in Chicago in the storeroom. And I would, I would go back and coach football and then go from there. So, And then I went with Femme he went, uh, in 99. And I had full-time, I was part-time the first two years, and I was full-time in 2001. So all young coaches out there who just want a job right away in college, it ain't going to happen. Hey, everybody. As you know, the Coach Steve Show is brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. And in case you've missed it, they've recently par- partnered with FUBU TV. Now, what is FUBU TV? FUBU TV brings you 100-plus channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and more without the hassle of a cable contract. It is 2020. It's time to cut the cord. If you don't believe me, please click the link in the episode description or on the social media profile, and you can get a seven-day free trial. So please, again, go click on the link for FUBU TV in the episode description or in the social media profile. Get a seven-day free trial to support the Coach Steve Show podcast as well as the Unhinged Sports Network. Recently, the Coach Steve Show has joined with the Unhinged Sports Network. It's an off-the-ground sports network that has different podcasts and is playing 24-7. So it's a podcast radio type website. So every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the Coach Steve Show will have a new episode out. And they have partnered with Fanatics.com. So what I need you guys to do is in the episode descriptions and on social media is click on the Fanatics link and go get yourself some fan gear. Any team that you want, they have the gear for. Shirts, polos, hats, pullovers that have zips, stocking stuffers, anything like that, anything. Any team you want, they have. So please just support the podcast and support the Unhinged Sports Network. Please click on the, please click on the link in the description. Please click on the link in the social media and go buy stuff. They have anywhere, anywhere. I've seen anywhere between 20, 30, 40, 50, 60% off all, all their apparel. So with sports coming back, please go get some apparel to support your team. So again, click on the link, go get yourself some gear, and thank you for all the support. I had great parents who uh, supported me. And like I said, I mean, I had, I think I think I made 3,000 coaching. And back then, it was like, what, seven fifty an hour, whatever, minimum wage in the storeroom. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but my parents, my parents then charged me rent, lived at home, ate, you know, and all that. But uh, it ain't that easy. And uh, that's why uh, Mike Feminist is my brother. I love him, his family. And uh, we've been together for a long time. It's funny because my first year at St. Francis, Steve, at a recruiting trip, there's a story for you. I came in from Notre Dame with uh, Paul Michigan, Mike Depp, and three of us came in. We all went there. But our recruiting visit, the guy who took us on a tour was Mike Feminist. It was his last year. He just got done playing. He was going to coach. Mm-hmm. 
So it's funny, in 1990, he takes on a recruiting visit, and he coached there. We played together, and I coached together, and I've been with him. So really, I've been with him since 1990. When okay. think about it. So we've been together now, me and Femme, for 31 years. Wow. You know, we're coaching, and then at, then when he was a defensive coordinator after Gordy retired, Gordy Gillespie, under Mike Slovic, and then uh, and then uh, when he took the Franny job, I mean Xavier job, I was the old line coach. So we've really known each other for 31 years, and he's his family's the best, um, uh, his wife's the best, his entire feminist family's the best, and uh, it's family. The Yannels and feminists, they're just family, one of a kind, good people. And he's he's the most he's one of the most respected coaches in the NEI, you know, and and all levels. So uh, I'm very lucky, very lucky, Steve. It's easy to go to work. It's not even work at that oh, point. There ain't no work. As my beautiful <laughs> wife says, she's not here right now. But you go to work every day and watch TV. That's <laughs> what I do. Yeah, I just got the remote here. Here, well, here now with this DVR stuff, Steve. You know, you you rewind the play and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. It's funny because it's like, it's like. Uh, uh, I can't even – it's hard for me to watch. That's why I'm a big hockey fan. I'm a Hawks fan, Cubs fan. I like hockey and baseball because I could be a, a fan. Mm-hmm. And I could be a uh, – what do you call Like a – I don't know what you say. A meathead, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, like, oh, yeah, you know, hit this fastball and right. shoot the puck and all that. Where football-wise, I, I can't enjoy the game because I want to know what the concepts are. I want to know uh, what the line's doing. I'd like to get the tight – you know, that wide tight where you can see mm-hmm. everybody. Right. By the way, the greatest thing in the world, we got it this year, is a drone. Yeah. I've ne- We had it because we're going to have to practice indoors a couple times here in February, you know. Mm-hmm. So RED was nice enough to get us a drone. It's the greatest thing ever. There's not a better look for practice than a drone. You don't need a tie. It's one copy, tight and wide. You see the feet from the lineman. You see the techniques of all the defenders. And I don't know when we start playing games. I don't know what I'm going to do because like there's nothing like that. Have you ever had? Have you ever seen a drone like practice wise or game wise, Steve? When I got to Glumbard East, uh-huh. he had Coach Walters there had one. We went out to practice because I said, "How do you guys film practice?" Because the school I was at before never did, mm-hmm. so I didn't know what it was like. I wanted to, but they never did. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, I got this drone," and he's and the head coach flies it on his phone. And he's looking at it recording, oh, and yeah. he does it. Unbelievable. And then, on a huddle when he posts, post, I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. Like, we, you know, we've always gone wide and tight, you know, and then we intercut. Mm-hmm. Now we intercut the drone and the tight. But I even skip over the tight. Unless we miss the film because we're changing battery. I just watch the drone. I don't even watch anything else. It's, no, it's, it's unbelievable. The view from right above it, you uh-huh. can't beat it. You can't, you beat, can't it. beat it. All 22, you can see all the techniques, all the angles. And I'll tell you what. Even if you're looking at, you know, our defense coordinator, Billy McEwen, is a young stud DC. I mean, this guy's going to be, he's special. Uh, you, but you could, as you watch it, you know, before you watch wide, tight, you go back. When you look at the whole picture, like that on the drone, it's like, oh, yeah. well, he blitz, there ain't blitzing here. They're not blitzing there. When you're going back and forth and wide and tight, and you're looking, what's the front? Okay, wait, I can see the front six, but I can't see where that Sam is. Mm-hmm. Where's those safeties at? And when you look at the drone, you, and you get the whole picture. Like, oh, it's so easy. It's so easy because this it's, is not a tough game. This is not a this is not a difficult game that we coach. It's made no. difficult by people like me. Well, that's what I told 
Coach Stevenson last night. I was like, yeah. it's funny. You could say something right now in your terminology and do something. And I'll show you mine. It's different terminology, but it might be the exact same thing you're talking about. Absolutely. And that's where it gets confusing. Yeah. And that's why that's why I always give the uh, uh, analysis or I'm not sure the example of I think that's why the I'm a big Bears fan, obviously a big Bears fan. But uh, I think this Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots are the gold standard in the NFL because I believe I know Patriots for sure. I read the book, but they have a defensive and offensive system. They don't change. Mm-hmm. They bring the head coach in. Terminology is the same. They 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 draft the same, and uh, then they call those plays the same. So, if Ben Roethlisberger had three different coordinators, they're all running the same system. Mm-hmm. So they fired their coordinator today, but the next time he comes in, is going to run the same system. The, the right. terminology, the routes, the run game. But you know they'll make their changes, but everything else is the same. And the same thing with New England. Yeah. That's why Saban hires. You know, Bill O'Brien's going to get the job with uh, Alabama. Brian Dable was there before. You know, Sark. I mean, guaranteed same thing. Same system, defensive, offensively. That's why you get success. That's why, you know, I, I just think it's – even our system, we're able – you know, we've been there for so long, we're able to recruit guys that, uh, you know, we're looking for, whether it's a slot. We're, you know, we're four wide pretty much the whole time. Five, but, you know, slot receivers, outside receivers, running backs, old linemen. You know, you're looking for a certain type of guy. You're not changing terminology every year and stuff like that. You know, so that's why there's there's a lot lot to be said about that. Right, and there's a reason why they win. Exactly. Why you guys are winning too? Like it's consistently right. I mean, Pittsburgh, New England, you know, it's the same thing year in year out. But you know, again, you still have to have those people. You have to you have to have the players. You got to win with people. There's no doubt about. I mean, I'll. I mean. Fem said this way back when Woody Hayes, you win with people mm-hmm. back when he was Ohio State. And that's it's so true, it's unbelievable. Right. It's we said this last night, um, Jimmy's and Joe's and X's and O's. Yep. And then and then I go a step further. I say it is Jimmy's and Joe's, but you have to put them in a position to be successful. So if a kid is not comfortable in a slot receiver, but you keep putting them there, it's not gonna work. No, you gotta find you gotta you gotta find what works for that kid. Like right. Bel- like Belichick or, or all those Belichick guys. I, I, it wasn't Belichick that said it. I can't remember if it was McDaniel's or or what it was. But he said like, uh, "Don't tell me what he he can't do. Tell me what he can do." Mm-hmm. So you know, well maybe he can't play outside receiver, but he can play slot. Maybe he can't play slot, but he can play corner. Right. Maybe play kid corner, but maybe he can play running back. So tell me what he can do. What what how are we going to get the best out of him? And that goes a long way because then the kids get comfortable. You know, and they get comfortable with what they're doing and and they understand it better. And, you know, you might want to fit a kid at slot, but maybe maybe, maybe he's a better defensive player. So you, right. you sacrifice, you know, a little bit on offense, but guess what? Your team is better because now he's your, your number one safety and he's an all-conference all conference safety. Now you're a better team. And that's what it's all about, in my opinion. Right. The head coach at Addison now, he was the D coordinator. Now it's his first year. First thing he said to us, or one of the first things he said, we're going to find out what the kids can do, not what they can't do. That's the mm-hmm. first thing out of his mouth. And I said, perfect, because I was new, too. I got hired in June. So I was like, I'm new. Perfect. I'm, a, I'm the old line coach, run game coordinator. I was like, I got to figure out what they can do. And they're like, yeah, we want power. We want ISO. We want this. And I said, well, let's see what they can do yeah. before I start going too far. And I just loved it. I was like, and then he's and put it in the 425. And he's like, I really have to see what they can do 
to adapt the four two five to them. And with COVID, you know, you have to be simple. Like yeah. we don't have time. We have no time. Like we're supposed to start February fifteenth. So if we start practice, like we have no time. And you can hit the ground running. Yeah, hit the ground runs like Belichick and all them. When a guy comes in, it's already set up. Like yeah. it's simple enough to where it's like this is what we do, mm-hmm. and that's what we want to do. We want to get to that point, and hopefully we can. But, um, but I like hearing four wide and five wide out of you. I love the spread offense. I love uh, well, it's hearing that stuff. Yeah, because uh, I've had some coaches on here, and I get on some coaches' podcasts. They're triple option and wing T, which is fine. It's fantastic. I get a lot of crap. Oh, spread Steve is here, or the spread guy's here. I get a lot of crap, a lot of it. Well, we'll we'll, we'll bring him on here, and we'll and we'll uh, we'll talk <laughs> him out of it. This spread Steve. What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being spread? I don't know. I told him I love it because when I played our eye option when I was in high school, yeah, I coached in it, and that's all I knew. Uh-huh. And then when I kept researching and moving on. I was like, I kind of like the spread stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like the forbidden fruit because I was in high school. You know, you're under center. Yeah. It's like the forbidden fruit. And then I said, oh, look at all the stuff you can do out of it. I was like, oh, you can run option out of this? Perfect. Yep. Oh, you can run power out of this? Perfect. Uh-huh. And I felt like no, but, it always... No, no, but, but here's my question for you. And, and this, is, this is... I always talk... When I talk to... Uh, I got a lot of high school coaches, friends, and, and stuff like that. And I have a definition now. When you, if when you, and I get in Twitter wars, I get, I don't even know why I go down the Twitter rabbit hole with some of these coaches. It gets me so, I get mad at myself. Now, when you say spread, what's your definition of spread? Well, it's funny you bring that up because about a month ago, I had a coach, Coach McPherson. He has his YouTube channel, Coach Mac. I probably was, I probably, I probably watched him. Okay, but go ahead. He we brought that up. I said something about it. He goes, Steve, let's define spread. Yeah. And I said, okay. In my world, you have like guys off the line of scrimmage. You're you're wide and everything like that. And he goes, okay. What if you're still in shotgun and you have your 11 personnel and you have an H back or a hand down tight end? Is that still considered spread? Okay. And I said, I guess technically because the quarterback's in the gun. He goes, but what if you're in the gun, you bring in two tight ends and H-back, and you're running the pistol wing T? That's mm-hmm. still, quote-unquote, spread, because according to under center guy, because we're talking about under center guys talking about this. Okay. And he's like, under center, guys will tell you you're in, you're still – to them, that should still be spread, right? And I was like, oh. Okay. So he's like, so how do you describe your guys' offense? I said, well, I would always just say, you know, we're a spread power run team. We're spreading you out to run the ball. And he goes, maybe you should describe it and don't say spread anymore because we don't have a good definition anymore. You might as well just say we're a big gap scheme with some RPOs. And it's that made my brain start to go because growing up and I've been coaching 12 years, when you hear, Mm -hmm. in my mind, when you hear spread, I'm like, oh, you're spreading them out like Mike Leach stuff. You're always three by one, two by two or five. Mm -hmm. And that's spread. Mm Mm-hmm. And then some people will ask you, well, then what happens when you bring a hand down tight end? Is that still spread? And I was like, well, you're no, still – No, it's not. So it's funny you brought that up because he brought that up, and now my wheels start turning. I'm like, oh, now you got it's, me thinking. Yeah, because because I've gotten uh, – uh, here's an example. I don't even know what coach it was, but here, here, I'm going to give you my definition of spread. Now, listen, I'm a small college coach. I don't care what people think anymore. I've been doing this for 20-some years. 
I don't care. I think I think all coaches have their own uh, definitions of stuff, and nobody's wrong. Mm-hmm. When people ask me spread, I I need four wide receivers and one back. Mm-hmm. To me, that's spread. As soon as you add a tight end in there, to me, you're tight end single back. Right. That's my definition. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. So if you're tight end single back to me, you're not spread. You're tight end single back because the concepts in the run game change. Mm-hmm. You can run all the air raid pass stuff, big air raid guy, whatever you want. The pass stuff could stay the same. To me, where spread comes in is the run game. Here at the Coach Steve Show podcast, we're very excited for our new sponsor for the show, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee. Pretty exciting that they wanted to sponsor the podcast and very um, excited for the opportunity to be sponsored by them. Um, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a very unique kickoff tee. It's, there's nothing like it. It is created so that way you can place the football however you want it. You want it to stand up higher. It can stand up higher. If you want it you know, to make it down lower to make the football be kicked off and go farther, it can do that. You want to place it to the side. You want it to stand straight up however you want. You could put it upside down if that's a thing. However you want, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee can let you do that. So if you're a coach and you have a younger guy or a developing kicker who is not reaching the end zone at all times, this is the perfect kickoff tee for you. The reason is that it gives a coach a strategic options on squibs and onside kicks that were never available before. This kickoff tee is legal for the NCAA use and for all high schools at the National Federation High School Association. The Launchpad Kickoff Tee, it is a game changer, guys. Having one here is a complete game changer. Check out the videos that they posted. It's it's amazing stuff to see what the kickers can do once they get this and get the kicking down and use this tee. So for now, what I need you to do, if you're interested in looking at it and going to buy one, please go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. And when you buy the one tee, Use the code CSS to get 10% off. But also, there are other options. Using the same link, if you want to buy two, you can get 25% off. If you think you need more and want to go buy the four-pack option, you can buy three and get one of them for free. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS and use the code CSS and go get this game-changing kickoff tee for all you kickers and you coaches today. As soon as you want a tight end to, I mean, a tight end, whether it's H, 
in line. I'm not talking about a tight end that you could have, uh, like a uh, who's the guy with the Chiefs, Steve or the or uh, Kelsey. Yeah, uh, a guy, or not? Yeah, or whoever it is, a guy who could play in line tight end, right? H back, full back, and slot, and you could be spread. To me, then you're multiple. Mm-hmm. I need four wide receivers, a running back, and a quarterback, or five wide receivers. That's spread to me. Mm-hmm. If you're a tight end, where you're a tight end, where you're in line, or if he's this here, that's single back tight end. If you have a tight end who or a fullback who can go everywhere, now you're multiple. Right. Position, uh, uh, personnel groupings. You know, that's the whole thing. To me, if you're spread, you have one personnel grouping, it's spread. Right. If you have more than one personnel grouping, you're multiple. If you have a tight end and you're playing, you're going three by one spread, three by one, no tight end, three by one w- wing, two by two, no. Then you're single back tight end. You're multiple. You're multiple. Right. If you're tight in every position, you're, if you're if you're like you like, like uh, Peyton Manning in the heyday with the Colts, Dallas Clark very rarely, if ever, went out and spread. Mm-hmm. They had Wayne. They had um, help me out. Uh, uh, Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. They had Stokely, and they had Dallas Clark. So they had eleven personnel, tight end spread. And they ran all the same concepts every week. Right. And then once in a while, Stokely would come out and they bring another tight end in and they run outside zone and play action. But that's all they did. To me, that's tight end, single back tight end. And not even multiple because they never, it was, it was three by one tight end, two by two tight end. And that's all they did. And Harrison and, and uh, Reggie Wayne never moved. I think, I think Wayne was on the left side and Harrison was on the right side, never moved. And I met with Tom Moore way back when, when they had uh, Jim uh, McAnally had a, a thing in Indiana. This was years ago, and he's it was it was back in his his thinking went back to uh, Raymond Berry with the Colts. Probably I think it was been Don Chula. Mm-hmm. I mean uh, Johnny Unitas, Raymond Berry only played the left side, and so every day uh, Peyton Manning threw to the left. He threw to. Reggie Wayne, he ran this route, this route, this route, this route, this concept, this conversion, and every time. And when he threw it to the right, it was Marvin Harrison. This time, this time, and they never moved. And they got great at it. But they were single back, they were they were single back tight end. Then he got them all. That's my depth. So when I hear spread, Steve, I think four wide, you know, formation wise, you want to go double wing, you know, tight two over here, two by two, three by one, um, no back. You can motion like Ferris State does and all that, but there's four wide receivers on the field. That's my definition of it. And that's why I get upset when uh, – I'm not upset. I, I'm not pers- I don't even know what I'd say, but, like, I remember one guy talking about um, on Twitter, North Carolina. Uh, who's the OC there? Great coach, man. Great coach. Uh, what's his name? He was at – he did great stuff at Sam Houston State. Then he was at Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, Phil Longo. Yeah. Phil Longo. And, you know – I don't know, Phil. I've watched his videos. He does. He's he's a superb, absolute marvelous coach. <clears throat> and they're like, you're spread. I go, he's not spread. That's tight end. They run the ball. They run counter tray and and, and, and all that, which is great. You can run counter tray out of the spread, but they run a tight end with it, which changes the whole essence of your run game. It's not the pass game, it's the run game. So if you want right. to be if you want to be if you want to be 
balanced and, and spread, you better have a dual threat quarterback. I mean, last year we had Alex Martinez from Lawrence, and we, St. Ambrose played a single high. We threw the ball 66 times. We couldn't run the ball <laughs> because we, we don't have a quarterback who could run. Mm-hmm. You know what? They played didn't throw the ball 66. You know, now you know, we're trying to get away from that. But it, that to me, that's spread. You know what I'm saying? And right. everybody has their own definition, Steve. Right. You know, it could be right, wrong, or indifferent. Nobody's wrong. Nobody's wrong. Could disagree and argue, but but that's just my opinion on it. That's all. I just think once you had a tight end, you know, say, well, if you go, you know, that's different. And then as soon as you move that tight end around, now you're multiple. And I think that's 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 the NFL. You know, that's probably Alabama. Guys have good players. You know, right. But uh, that's just that's just my thought on it. It's a lot of times under center coaches that say that. So like. If I say I'm an 11 personnel and I have a wing or a tight end, they say, well, yeah. you're still spread because he's in shotgun. That's their whole thinking. Nah, see, I'm gonna disagree. I'll, I'll agree to disagree with, with those guys. Because a, a lot of times, you know, unless you're a true, like uh, even like Georgia Tech or Army-Navy list with, uh, with the option, usually most spread teams aren't under center. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm a, I, w- I would never define shotgun or – under center is spread or multiple to me it's a personnel thing mm-hmm. so that's new actually for me to somebody to make that argument and say uh you know if you're under center you're this but as soon as you're in gun you're in spread i would disagree with that not saying it's wrong again steve i would disagree with that I, uh, to me it's based on personnel grouping and and uh probably uh, maybe four yeah formation i'd say probably formations personnel grouping but under center i mean Hawaii back in the day, probably. I mean, before uh, Mouse Davis and them, they were they were under center and they were running the run and shoot. Mm-hmm. You People know, so that. I mean, I mean, so it's like, okay, well, what's that then? Is that is that now pro style? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, but that was long. I mean, but that back then, you know, late eighties, right, early nineties, Houston and Warren Moon and and all those guys. That was probably you know that was groundbreaking stuff. So. You know, call it what you want, but to me, under center, under gun, I, I don't, I don't. To me personally, I don't mm-hmm. define it like that. But you know, some people might, which is fine. But it's funny when they bring. It's not a lot of people, but you'll see it once in a while. And mm-hmm. when they bring that argument up, I kind of want to bring up the point of, but what is then the pistol wing T all of a sudden that, or the shotgun wing T? Is that spread to you guys because he's in gun? No, no, no. It's 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 wing T. I'm like, but he's five yards behind the ball. Yeah. But then they say, no, it's wing T. It's wing T concepts. It's a wing backs. And I was like, well, in your world, that's spread then because yeah. he's in gut. Oh, it's wing T. And then they have no argument. Oh, yeah. they come up with something else. Then they just go, oh, spread is soft. That's the first thing they'll go to is spread teams are soft. And yeah, I'm like, heard that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. they go straight to Mike Leach. And then I'm like, Mike Leach and them ain't soft. Yeah. I, I, you know, but, but I don't care. Do you win or do you lose? Right. I don't care if you're. I don't care if. Hey, if you're power eye and double tight and three t- three running backs, and you win ten games a year, you're successful. If you're if you're five wide and you throw it a hundred times a game and you win ten games a year, you're successful. I don't care what you do, how you do it. If you win, you win, and that's all it's all about. Well, then I brought this up. They talk about air raid teams being soft, and I'm like, are you trying to tell me that? Kids in Division One at Mississippi State are soft. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they're there. 
they're not soft. Like they put stuff up on Twitter, you know, yeah. making fun of my receivers blocking, and I just have to look at it. And then the moment, like when Washington State lost to Air Force last year, I think when okay. Mike Leach was in the bowl game. Oh, I I couldn't look at social media because all I heard was triple option this, triple option that. It's better than this, better than that. And I'm and, and in my mind, I'm like, why can't we just help each other and learn from each other? Like, if the OC looks at me and says, "I want to learn how to run this," yeah, I'm gonna go find a running offense. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It's, you know, it's it's so much preference, Steve. It's like, okay, what do you want to run? What don't you want to run? Just because. I've learned, I mean, just because you're a power guy or a uh, uh, ISO guy or a zone guy, it doesn't mean you're a spread guy. You do what you want to do. You know what I mean? It doesn't make you, doesn't make you soft or doesn't make you bad. If you win, you win. Who cares exactly what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why I don't, I try to stay off of all of that. I used to do it. Yeah. And I, I, mean, just, I mean, social media will, I mean, it'll. It'll drive you nuts because you get an argument with one guy who thinks that, like you said, well, you're soft because you throw the ball. Yeah, but we win nine games a year. Right. That, that's all that matters. And you know what? My quarterback coach, who is uh, John D'Ambrosio, was a Hall of Famer at Bremen High School. He ran wing T for 20 years, and they won eight, nine, ten games a year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, who's to say that, you know, the school they had with the kids they had and all that, and they – did what they did to win. And, you know, there's no right, right or wrong in football. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you do, you win. Like I said before, do you win or do you lose? Right. That's all that um, matters to me, Steve. I mean, I don't care. Like we, I've, we set all the records in the world, passing record. I don't. I tell our head coach, I said, Mike, listen, I don't care if we win sixty-nine to sixty-six, or we win two to nothing. If we win, we win. And I don't care if we have seven hundred yards of offense, or we have one hundred fifty with ten turnovers. But if we win, we win. And I think that that's probably more, Steve, of me doing this for 25 years mm-hmm. where I don't even care anymore about stats or anything else. You know, it's all about winning or losing. You know? And that, to me, that's what it's all about. Well, then I talk for high school coaches. They say when you run the spread in high school, you have to have these amazing athletes to do it. Okay. Which I guess there is some truth to that. Like, but then that's where I come back and say, well, then I'm not going to put a slow kid out there that's not going to be successful. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. And that's where my brain goes to, okay, maybe we're not spread. Maybe we're multiple because maybe this kid's a hand down tight end. You know, maybe we need to bring him in and run the ball more. And that's why, me personally, I like being, I guess, shotgun. I'm just going to say it that way being in shotgun, mm-hmm. starting from a spread install because then I can turn to be multiple after that. Where like, I feel like if you're a wing T team all the time, because I asked a coach this one time, I said, what if you're a wing T team? Okay. 
and you're in high school, and coming up in this class, you get a kid that can just sling it, and you've okay, got some yeah. speed. Okay. What do you do? And they say, oh, we just do more bootlegs, we do more dropbacks, but we still stay with our thing. And I said, okay, but you're putting that kid to be successful because you're going to run the ball 85% of the time. What if you're forcing it? And he goes, well, it's like they just have all these answers. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I would rather start out in a spread or whatever. And then if I get those kids, I'm already prepared for it. If I don't necessarily get a kid that can sling it, but I've got some big boys up front that can run the ball, mm-hmm. I can adjust it without changing on terminology. I could just say, oh, this is what it is now. Mm-hmm. Or at another gap. That's why I like it. Well, I, I would go back again now. If I, if you might have just said this, I would go back to what we talked about before. If I, you know, I've never, I, I so, so I've coached in high school one day, so you're basically talking to somebody who should probably just shut his mouth, because I don't, I've never had to deal with what high school coaches have to deal with, and teach all day, and my wife's a teacher, so I teach all day, five classes, get ready for a game filming players, all levels of football. I would go back to what, if, if like to your point, if you are, if you come in and you're a spread coach, mm-hmm. like formation wise, two by two, three by one, two by right. two, and you have a running quarterback, well, then you adapt. Mm-hmm. You're a passing quarterback. But what I would try to do, and again, I, I probably talking out of my ass. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's bad language for your podcast. No, that's sorry. okay. Uh, I would try to run a system the best I could and go from there. But it, I guess it depends really. Like you said, Coach D at Bremen, they were double wing forever, you know, and that's what they did. They were successful. But they, they put players in positions to make that because they probably didn't have a lot of good quarterbacks. You right. know? So it's easy for me to say because we recruit to our system. So it's easy for me to say that, Steve. But I would hit a system go from there. I mean, like you said, if you, if you have a, a – a double wing or wing T and you have a throwing quarterback, I would mix the wing T and I would spread receivers out and do mesh concepts and stuff like that, you know, or the dad concepts. I mean, we're in, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to say what we're doing right now because people might listen. I'm a little, but to me, the perfect offense for me, we said a, a talk today with my old line. I mean, I said, I love the air raid. All right. Mm-hmm. So I love the air. I love the air raid concepts. I love concepts from uh, when Manning was with the Colts, with with the, they done with the Patriots. Uh, as far as run RPOs, we were doing RPOs in two thousand and eight. You know, bubbling all that two thousand nine with Cropper and stuff. So we've been doing RPOs for twelve years. Uh, the the to me the best offense is air raid, throwing a ball, mm-hmm. being spread, and then triple option. Mm-hmm. Whether it's zone read, veer, counter trade, whatever, I think those are the best. If you could get to that point, I think that's the most devastating offense you get, because you got air raid concepts that not a lot of people run, and then you got option football, which is very, very difficult for people to defend in one week. And you put them both together, I think that's the perfect offense. Is it a utopia? Probably. The closest Probably. thing I think is. Uh, Rick Stewart, he has the pistol wing T stuff, but he's now meshed it with air raid concepts and RPOs. Mm-hmm. So he's pistol, he has the wing T runs, but he's got RPOs off of those wing T runs. So linemen learn nothing new. It's yeah. buck sweep or whatever. Uh-huh. That, that's what they do. 
He's got RPOs behind it. And I'm like, that's deadly. Yeah. Now it's high school. So I'm like, can you do that all the time? Yeah. Now in college, you might be able to get away with it. But like, that's deadly. The other thing too, that I'm, 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 you know, we, that I'm, uh, now I went out of fed up, sorry, but the RPO thing's got to stop. I mean, the RPO is, I mean, there's play action passes up there that people think are RPOs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything's not an RPO. Right. You know, it, it, I mean, it, a lot of it's, we call it a couple, we call it the pros, PROs. It's pass run options. Mm-hmm. You know, or, but it's not, it's not, everything's RPO, RPO. I mean, you got third level, three level RPOs, third level RPOs. You got second level RPOs. And then you get that. Well, that's all you got. You can't have an RPO and have a read to read a defensive end. That's not an RPO. Mm-hmm. That's a zone read. Yeah, right. You know, so the RPO thing, and I'll have, I'll argue this forever. We've been doing it forever. I've tried to run RPOs, and then RPOs, if you're spread, are even more difficult because, especially believe me, I've been there. You play single high, six in a box. Your RPOs are dead. They're dead. There's no such thing as RPO. I mean, third level RPOs. You better if you want to be a great RPO team, you probably need to be multiple mm-hmm. tight end. You know, move people around formation wise. You're going to be RPO the safety. You're going to RPO linebacker, all that stuff. I mean, it's just to be spread. Like I'm talking about three by one, two by two RPOs. It's it's going to be back with Dana Holgerson, who I believe is, on my opinion, Dana Holgerson. Would stick draw back in probably 08, 09 is the RPO person. Rich Rodriguez is his own read person. Mm-hmm. That's just my belief. I mean, there, people can argue and have more information, but Dana Holderson to me is the one who introduced stick draw. And it was devastating. And then before that, Rich Rod at Tulane with his own read. But but uh, the RPO third level, even when we went to Baylor, Baylor was doing RPOs on the third level with RG3 and stuff, that was going back to, I mean, that's a long time ago now. Right. Now everybody does it and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, the RPO thing, I mean, even, I mean, last year we, we threw the ball, I don't know how many times, I don't even, we, RPOs, we couldn't even run them anymore. Because it was like people, you couldn't even, I mean, it was just, it was, it, it doesn't work anymore because everybody's everybody practices them now. So now it's it's the opposite of, uh, it's, P, it's pass run option or, you know, we're going to run the ball if they blitz, do this, that kind of stuff. But that's just my opinion on that. I just, I've, I've again, but I'm all spread. And, you know, two, th- three wide or four wide, stuff like that, where with a tight end, you know, RPOs might have some things and moving people and, like, you know, Ole Miss or uh, uh, the Chiefs, they run the raft, which is, you know, but it's still like zone read. You know, they're reading the end and they're throwing out to the tight end or they're reading this and throwing a bubble. So whatever. I mean, everybody has their own little uh, definition, if you will, of, of what RPO is and stuff like that. Right. And you're seeing a lot of the uh, split zone release. Where yes. Yeah. That's, that's all big this year. That's yeah. all. Just to, me, to me, the split zone release, though, if you're reading, anytime you read an end for me, in my definition, Steve, I'm, that's a zone read. To me, that's not an RPO. I think an RPO, to me, in my definition, is a linebacker or a safety. A second-level or a third-level read, where a first-level read, to me, is just another form of his own read. 
you know, right. triple option, if you will, or double option, whatever you want to call it. Because you need to have all gaps covered because you Correct. don't want that. Because if you call that end as a RPO mm-hmm. and that's your RPO, quarterbacks going to get killed. Every time. Every time with, with yeah. or without the ball. Correct. Like he's going to get killed. And so that's no longer an RPO. Now you're trying to tell the quarterback to read the end and that backer sitting behind him. And, and I, it's not I never, work. ever, ever, if any coach out there has figured that one out, please contact me because I'll use it. Because I have, I, I mean, I don't know how a quarterback, and I've, I've said on the clinics or been on Zooms, and I said, how does a quarterback read a defensive end and an outside linebacker at the same time? How do you read two for one when you're playing live like that? Right. I can't figure that one out. Because our RPO needs to be one person. What yes. is this one person doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you base it off of. And uh, that's kind of why I like the split zone stuff because you keep the gaps covered. So if you yeah. line up with that, I call it twins, but you have that H back as a sniffer and you run zone. Well, now you can still run your RPO. Gaps are covered. And he's just reading one guy. And, and that's, that's and why. That, and that, and uh, that's another reason that I think the Baylor stuff, if you have, or that we talked about earlier off the, off the mic or off the camera was a, uh, I mean, they ran the ball. They ran the ball. They had six for six, six for six, six, and they would take shots. And it was no matter what, that guy was protected, mm-hmm. that quarterback, and he could just let her rip. You know, he could let her rip no matter what. So I think, again, you know, you got to define RPO. Everybody has their own system, though, too. You know, you might define RPO as this with a tight end, and you know, the stick stick switch that the Eagles put in years back, and. I mean, bootlegs, play actions, the whole deal, you know. But I think the biggest thing to me is, like, how do you know – I'm not a big media guy. I mean, the media drives me nuts but because uh, they think they know everything. But, like, RPO, play action, you don't know. Because unless you know the intricacies of a play action, is he reading the safety and that guy's running that post, you know what I'm talking about, or that, mm-hmm. or that search route, if you will, the safety comes out or he's throwing this. And I just think RPOs have been uh, – manipulated a lot and I don't know how much they really run anymore. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I watch football as much as I can, but again, sometimes you can't tell if it's an RPO or a play action pass. I try to watch the linemen, but yeah. we, but we've gotten to the point like at East Aurora where if we call like inside zone, what was it? 10. But if we say one ten, that tells them, you know, our left tackle is going to lock and everybody's just kind of jumping. Like it's, it looks like a zone. Yeah. yeah. So it's not even a, it doesn't look like a pass block. But then after a second, you can figure it out. So I watch yeah. the linemen. If they're blocking, trying to get down the field, I'm like, okay, now it's an RPO, I guess, mm-hmm. or whatever. If we do that, it's a play action. Like, And then you, you hear guys on Sunday Night Football like, oh, that was an RPO. And I'm like, watch the linemen. They were yeah. blocking. Actually, Steve, I think, I think that's a good, uh, a good definition of it and how to uh... – Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're... Team ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. 
It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Differentiate between the two, actually, on your on your part. You know, look at the linemen. Are they draw are they stopping? Are they going upfield? And, right. and that kind of thing. That's that's a good point by you. Absolutely. And, and then some coaches call our they call RPOs, but mm-hmm. they tell the quarterback when to throw it. They just kind of want to keep doing it to set it up. Yeah. Then they finally signal of like now you're gonna throw it, which is good, but sometimes that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. No, because you're 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 guessing what the defense is gonna do. And if if the defense guesses if you guess wrong, then you could be in trouble. Right. And then yeah. I just talked to a coach, high school coach in Texas. Mm-hmm. Every he's RPO big. Like everything he does is RPO. And so I said, okay, do you have RPO plays? He goes, no, all of our quick games. So like all of our quick game, all I got to do is call inside zone or something. Mm-hmm. And we just, I mean, everything's protected. Like we just said, he okay. doesn't run inside zone where a guy's coming off the edge. He might call inside zone lock or the split zone. Okay. So like if he calls stick from the air raid, like the, the What formation got, would he be in, Steve? So if he was in... Let's just say he was in two by two. Okay. But he calls but he calls inside zone lock or something. Is, so is, left is, is, is he well, is he two by two again? Two by two tight end or two by two all and ten wide? personnel all wide. Okay. All right. So like called stick, everybody knows inside guy runs the stick, vertical, swing, or or just that. Okay. He's reading just that linebacker the same way he would read anything else. Okay. If he doesn't like it, he just hands it off. If that guy snaps down, he can throw it. Okay, but, they knew okay, Mike but, Leach's but option. If he's running stick, the running backs running in the flat, so he the quarterbacks running. Well, back. that's the only thing he doesn't keep if he runs RPO. So he's trying to get that backer to Mike Leach's option. So that guy's instead of running, he turns around the stick. If he sees the backer go in, he whips it back out. Okay, so what's the running back doing in his offense? He's he's faking like he's RPOing him, so the running back can get the ball. So he's reading an outside backer, right? Okay, see, this is why you need chalk talk. Because so he's talking about a perfect forty-one box with two high cover two or cover four, the ideal right. defense. It's chalk right. talk. So the chalk talk defense. Right, and then like he said, sometimes it works better out of three by one when he does that, and then he'll get into that. I call it twins, where he gets an H back in there to try to get the box in, but like they could just call RPO out of everything out of their quick game. Yeah, but but but. I, I go back. I would challenge him. I go, okay. So if you're two by two, like you told me initially, and he, okay, what I mean, are they reading to the okay? So what are they running to the right? What are they running to the left? So if they run Mike Leach's stick, so okay, on the so left, Mike but Mike Leach's stick is a three man route, so the running right. back has to be a part of it, right? They take that out of it, and that's where it gets a little fishy, like or not fishy, a little shady or uh, cloudy. That's the right word to go with it. Okay, so so he's tried, and 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 okay, so I think that, they're trying that, to suck I mean. up so, that backer. So, uh, it to the wide side or short side, you know what hash you want. So this is what I mean about stuff. This mm-hmm. is where I get frustrated. So put it on the board, put it on a hash, or middle of the field. Draw the defense up, draw the front up, and what is it? What what are you running? Right. 
So right. if you're going to put a chalk talk defense up there and you're two by two spread, no tight ends, get a quarterback and a running back, you're too high safety, you're 40 front with a one of three, you got a Mike, you got a Will, a Sam Strong, Will Week, and you're playing quarters or cover two or six, whatever you're going to do, you have too high. What's your RPO? Right. So, so, so you're going to block the five down, right? You're going to block four down in the mic. Mm-hmm. All right. So is your RPO to the Sam or the mic? So, so, so what a lot of people do is what? They run their run game and they run the RPO to the short side and they put quick game into the bound, into the field. So they right. pre-snap and say, hey, okay, well, we're going to go, we're going to go hitches out here. If the hitch is there, take it. That's your pre-snap read. If it's not run the RPO, we're going to read the will. So you run your run play and go from there. Okay. But don't tell me you're running Leach's stick. Leach's stick is a three. Mike Leach's stick is a three-man route. It ain't a two-man right. route. It's a three-man route. Mm-hmm. Because that running back influences that backer where he reads the stick. That's, yeah, that's he, what he, it is. he releases or he, he runs motion. And the backside, he's probably running either the levels route or he's running, you know, uh, light double lookies, you know, mm-hmm. our, our area 101 is stick to the right. You know, he runs stick. Number one runs a vertical two runs a swing. And the backside is, you know, double lookies. That's mm-hmm. you know, running. You know, Hey, throw away from the mic. Or if the mic, if there's no, if the mic isn't there, the, if, if the rotation trumps the mic, that's it. Mm-hmm. Throw away from the mic. If the mic goes that way. You go that way. If there's rotation, throw away from it. There's no RPO there. RPO is a different world. So I would challenge him on that, you know, on that one. Not to say he's wrong, but that's what gets me nuts is these guys just put stuff on Twitter or whatever it is. They, oh, do this. Well, draw it up then. And how do you know? What do you, what situation? How are you going to put your quarterback in the best situation? So, okay, so you call RPO and you're going to call this, but it, now it's man. What are you doing? You're at the end of the ball. I'm talking six in the box, single high man. You got an RPO call. What are you doing? What? 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 Are you checking? Is a part of the? Is it part of your call? So maybe you have RPO over here, and if any kind of zone, you run RPO, and then your man concept is over here, so you could check to it. Or does the quarterback have to check to it? Or you, you can't because you can't run an RPO against man. Mm-hmm. Let me. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. That's the wrong. That's wrong, because you could still, depending on the man concept, you might be able to put like the, the Eagles lived on it. They'd play six in the box back when they won the Super Bowl, and Urch would be in tight, and he'd run an inside looky against an outside release, outside shaded safety, and he would throw against the will for like ten yards. So that's the wrong comment to make. But I mean, it's when you're spread. But but again, he would be in tight. It's not you know. I mean, Al, the Bears do with Allen Robinson, but he could win. You know things mm-hmm. like that. But. uh I just, you know, you have answers for your RPO off that, you know, that now, kind of stuff. Now, what if you lined up in like a two back? Okay. And try to run Mike Leach, not Mike Leach, just, I, don't, I don't know if I should be saying that, but what if you did go two back okay. ran stick to the right? Okay. A slant on the backside. Yeah. And it's an RPO because now that running back can no, influence. Well, you, well you, you can't have an RPO because you need, you need, if you say RPO there, who are you? Are you so? What what you say two back set? What two back set are you in, Steve? 
Are you in split? Are you in double sidecar? Are you in near, far? What do you win? Are you under center? No, like like his blue and green. So what's it that split that okay, there you yeah. go. So he's it's double sidecar. Yeah. All right. And you go stick scat or stick light. Yeah, you release both backs. Mm-hmm. So now you go stick to the I mean, let's let's see if you have doubles right with two backs. Can you picture it now? Yeah. All right. So you're gonna go stick to the right. So you go, here's your stick route by number to slot. Number one runs vertical. The running back swings that side to the two, to the single receiver side. You on your looky or your scat. The other receiver, the other running back swings. Yeah. Right. No RPO. That's a pass play. Right. So what do you now? What would you tell your quarterback to do? If it's an RPO or just no, that. it's not. It can't be an RPO now because you're releasing five. That's not oh, RPO. and just that play. Yeah. No, it's not an RPO. You're releasing five. Right. Okay. Right. So pre-snap is that slant route or whatever. That's his pre-snap. His pre-snap is what? The slant on the – I call it slant. That, that okay. So spot route. So two-receiver side. The one. Yeah, single, yeah. but you're going to release the bat. Right. Yes or no? Okay, so the, the so you're going to get uh, flash looky pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'd be and his so, pre-snap. Yep. And then post-snap is exactly how he's taught before. Which is what? Which is if that Will Backer, that Mike Backer, you know, goes out with that running back, he can throw the stick. If he sits there, he can throw the the running back. Okay. That's my stupid world of looking at air raid. No, no, I I look at it. Let's see if this makes sense to you. Because here's here's how I I, I teach it, or I and and it's not my idea. I've taught it from I've got it from other people. I'll tell you. I'll I'll say this. Let's say we're on a left hash on this. Okay. So everybody, listen. We're on a left hash. We're doubles right, single left, double sidecar. We would call that Z-stick log scat. That's our verbiage. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell in that particular that particular concept. I'm telling my quarterback to look at the boundary safety. Okay. We're going to say it's uh, the old uh, clinic defense. That every you know what I mean by that every coach at a clinic puts up too high forty right. yard. He's gonna look at the boundary safety. If the boundary safety on a snap doesn't move, he's gonna work the stick. And he's probably not gonna throw the outside fake. It ain't gonna happen. Right. He's gonna be stick the back. Okay. If that safety Go, if there's two high safeties working that, if they line up at single high safety before the snap, he's working the, the, the looky to the back. Okay? If there's double safeties and, and, and the team rotates a lot, he's going to look at the boundary safety. So you're going to say, too high, I'm stick. Single high, I'm scat. Any rotation, I work away. That's it. That's okay. it. So when I talk, I don't want like to, when you said that. What in my again? This is me talking, Steve. Not right or wrong. I'm not trying to be mean. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm having this conversation right now with my quarterback. So I have two new core. I have a freshman quarterback and a sophomore. So ne- neither one has t- took taken a college snap yet. Mm-hmm. So every day is a learning experience. 
And, you know, they looked at linebacker and said, no, no. There's a, for this route, you look there. If he's there, you're here. If you're here, you're there. That's it. And you call your protection. And when you live with it, if you do have to call that, that guy's hot or that guy's hot. So, like you said, the pre-snap, the pre-snap, you said you want to look to the, to, you know, the looking, right? If it ain't there. But if they wrote, okay, then you're going to go to stick. But then on post-snap, if they rotate to your, you know, if they rotate to that um, doubles look, well, you're dead. That route's dead. But mm-hmm. it's open back here. See what I'm saying? Right. But that's not an RPO. That's a strictly pass game. Right. Quick, I think and to me, stick with that. That's quick game to me. Right. Like, I'm because I try to research area and I watch people how they draw it up. Yeah. And a lot of times when they say, most of the time in Mike Leach's world, and I could be wrong, it's two by two. You know, and spread. That's yeah. what he runs by, it out three of. Three by one, yeah. Three by yeah. He's two by two, three by one, and when he's yeah, at least when he was Washington State, when he ran no back, he won. He ran one pass route, but that's, I mean, that's from studying. So, and then just from watching people, when he runs stick, yeah, they're reading the flat defender to see who's going to defend the flat because they he wants to get. They said he wants to get the ball to the running back. Who's they? This, this is people like people have gone and watched his practice, okay, and okay, they okay, and okay. like they went when he was at Washington State his last year. They were there for like three or four days awesome, during okay. spring ball, and they they got the film and they drew it up and they said this is what he looks at, like because he explained he they sat there and he they watched the meetings and mm-hmm. for the stick he re, they were trying to read who's going to defend the flat pre snap he runs double slants yeah, yeah so he, yeah yeah yep that's his pre snap. And then post snap, they're reading the flat defender. Mm-hmm. If the guy goes, basically, he said in lamest terms for me because I'm stupid. If the guy is trying to guard where the running back is, you throw the stick because that's going to yeah. be open. Okay. If he doesn't, the running back's probably going to be there. Now, as the game goes on, if he likes the vertical, he's going to say think to the X receiver or whatever, and then that's when he throws it. And to me, and again, he is uh, to me, Mike Leach is an innovator. Mm-hmm. Beyond anybody could possibly imagine. All right. I mean, I'll try to run the ball more out of spread than Mike Leach would. Mm-hmm. But all the years I've been studying, it would be Noel Mazzoni, uh, Mike Leach, um, Tom Moore, Bill Bell. I mean, you could go on and on and on, all the people I've studied over the years. What works best for us is that. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, and I, you know, maybe, you know, because we're air raid, we have air raid concepts, but at the same time, we also mirror other concepts with it. All right. So it's like, so with certain concepts, we have their pure progression. Mm-hmm. Some are mic reads, some are rotation reads and stuff like that. So how Mike Leach reads stick lightning in our, in our verbiage out of uh, two by two. To me, I wouldn't run stick lightning because to me, to me, that's two too high beaters. Okay. I would run stick with levels or stick with Oklahoma State uh, when uh, Gundy was, we went there in, in 2012. Stick to, and don't forget, those are all air raid guys. Right. Holgerson was there. Stick with, you know, option dip or arrow. You know, and you could make that a progression. You could go, it's a mic, you can work away from the mic, or, you know, work away from rotation. 
I right. that when I do that, you know, when we when you when anything would stick on a two by two, we'd make that when we're on a two by two, we make it a mic to rotation reach. So when we're by two, if we go stick if in our verbiage, again I have a chalk here, I would go stick cowboy, stick colt, stick arrow, okay, and then I tell the quarterback, away from the mic, all right, mm-hmm. rotation trumps. So you look away from the mic, but it's rotation. You go away from rotation. That, that's a trump. All right. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. So whatever we're working that week or this and that. So And if it's too high, you know, and if you get a quarterback who's not the smartest guy, you just go, hey, you throw a stick to this, to that. One, two, three. And you protection here. And if it's hot, you throw to the back. Out of two by two. Mm-hmm. Three by one is where I get more into a safety read. All right. Two by two, you can read Mike to rotation. Three by one, you're probably going to have to read a safety. At least in quick game. Right. Whether it's level, scat, or uh, stick, scat, or stick, whatever. Uh, when you get in the air raid, when you get in the, the Y cross, or, or, you know, or the six route, whatever you want to call it, that's just pure rotation. Uh, I'm sorry, pure progression. Mm-hmm. Based on what we do. That just from years and years of study and what's easier for our quarterbacks, you know. And the, you could talk, I, I could talk to you for two hours just about uh, why cross, you know, from the front side, what you do, the front side, you know, the, you know, why cross is what vertical out, mm-hmm. and then why cross. You go hitch smash, why cross, you go. Flat burst smash Y cross. You get it tight and run this Y cross. You can run arrow smash Y cross. And you can just progress, read, progress, read, progress, read. And the quarterback just goes one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Protection's here. This guy's hot. Boom. And the quarterback's comfortable with it. I was getting ready to say, uh, you said Y cross. I was thinking about somebody had said, like, well, if you're on smash on the other side and you put the safety in a bind. Oh, it's. it's, it's and it's, I was, oh. it's a great you run you could run all three versions of, of the smash route and just tag Y cross on the backside and it's pure mm-hmm. progression read. If the hitch right. is there, pre-snap, grab it. If not, read smash to cross the post curl to back. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go uh the seven the pro is called seven route, the bowen go, you know, flash, burst, smash. So flash there, no, hot, boom, burst smash. Cross, post curl, back, run, and you go. Then you go tight with it, and you know you you go doubles here, or you put a tight end in. Same stuff, mm-hmm. you know. That's why air raid fits everything. You know, dud motion, motion with the Y cross. It's it's never you could you could live on Y cross. You could live on Y cross. There's no doubt about it, and that's why that's why I think. Leech is so good. You know, you live on Y cross. You watch old. I tape every old Miss and uh, on my TV here, Mississippi State game. He ran mesh a thousand times this year. To Lane Kiffin, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry, We're, Mississippi State. I'm sorry, Leach. Oh yeah, he's got he like he ran mesh a million times, a million times. Yeah. You know, mesh Y cross. You know, then he was doing the quad stuff that the Chiefs were doing. You know, where the back always goes strong, and you run your concepts off that. I mean, it, you could, but you could live. You could run Y cross. And the thing is, like, people say, do you run double posts? No, I run Y cross. Why do you need double posts if you have Y cross? Mm-hmm. Because 
you always have the Y cross. That's basically a post, right? Right. When we teach our guy, when we teach them post curl, right, Steve? Okay. But then when they get good, we'll say post. If the, if the, if your safety runs with the cross, turn it into a post. And now you got grass. Run the grass. Right. How would you describe St. Xavier's offense? Uh, just fine grass. Mm-hmm. That's air raid, fine grass. So right. that guy who runs the post, I don't call post. He just knows. Like air raid he just reads what he does. They read it. But I have to trust him, though. Right. I'm not saying you because because otherwise they'll run up. If these kids will run post every play because mm-hmm. they want a touchdown and the curls wide open. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, you can live in that. You you can live in that and you get everything you need. Why don't you run double? Post? I don't need to run double post. I run wide cross and this guy reads it. So if I, why would I waste why would I waste a guy running a post if he could run a curl or a dip and be wide open in a window? Right. So why run double post just to force it? Right. Why but not read just, what they're doing and do the opposite? Exactly. That takes repetition, repetition, and see oh, how they're it. I think the greatest route in football, two-man route, is the seven route. The flash by number two, or, you know, just a quick mm-hmm. uh, bench route. And number one runs that burst match where you go up five. I mean, in five, like at an angle, right? Mm-hmm. Up to 15, and you run that smash, right? I think if you if you if you get great and you're the right player, you could do that and run that, and that smash could also become a curl. You could run that against any defense, right? And we we try to teach it based on corners. If if that corner is dropping with you as you run, you run that 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 first smash, and you go and you peek to your if you're a little left receiver, you peek to your left, and that corner is bailing with you. What coverages are you getting, Steve? There's two coverages you're going to get. If the corner's dropping, what coverage are you going to get? Cover three. Or what? Or quarters or man. Exactly. Exactly. No, or no. not man, quarters. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly, buddy. Three and quarters. So if you get the corner dropping to three and quarters and you run a curl, the cheese is free. Mm-hmm. If you look back and the corner's running with you, it's man. If the corner sits down, it's two. So you run the smash. Right. I mean, I mean, if you get great at it, it's unstoppable. And it's, and I've, I've, because I've watched, like, I watched the Bears game. I watched Allen run. These guys run, they're like forced to run that seven route, seven route, seven route. And you sit there and watch the film or the replay. Like, man, if he just sat down at 15 yards, there's a window of 15 yards with nobody there. Mm-hmm. Huge window. Now you said it, you have to practice the hell out of it. And get right. great, but we've already we've been doing this for the last all past week. And I tell you what, our guys this in the past seven days have gotten really good at it. But I but I made a commitment to we gotta be great at it because it's it could be unstoppable, in my opinion. That and correct me if I'm wrong, that's kind of why Mike Leach runs the six a lot, because he can read what's going on. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean that's it to me, it, you know. Like I just said, what what one route could you run? We call it dag, but or what you know, but it's Y cross, and you can live in it because it all it fits, it fits everything. And the funny thing is, basically just a bootleg route when you when you break it down, you know, it's mm-hmm. like bootleg. You know, I'll go here and here here, but it's it's to me it's the greatest route. It's run by at all levels of football, and it's the best route in football. 
And I, and to me, uh, I've gotten, you know, meshed a little bit over the year and a half, stuff like that that we do, but. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We've we just if you could get great at wide cross, it's good against any defense. And then you start adding the front side concepts, you know, like the smashes or whatever you want to do. I mean, it could be good against that. It's good against it's like an all it's good against everything. And you can play fast then. Because I think one I love to play fast. Mm-hmm. So once hey, this fast hey, here, here, quarterback reps, 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 reps. <clears throat> and then the guys get great at it. Yeah, when I was at Lombardi, our bread and butter was rolling out, mm-hmm. and we had if it's two by two, so we roll out, running backs leading. You know, our outside receiver is running. We called it a bench. He runs the twelve yards and bench to the sideline, then the the corner behind it. Yeah, first down every time. Oh yeah, because when we rolled out, and we could see where if the corner's on his hip, it's man. So we're gonna get the bench right because he's gonna pause and we're gonna come back. If it's cover two, and we he'll read that safety because he can see the drop, he can see where he's going, and be able to read what's happening. And you know what else too? I'll tell you this, Steve. And I've learned it. It took me a while to learn this, but again, I give credit to my quarterback coach, Coach John, Coach D. I'll run, I, and I did it last year. year before, I, there's times in the game I've run the same play five, six, seven times in a row mm-hmm. because it's like whether you know whether it's the. Uh, you know, you could talk about the RPO thing, but you know, people talk about the gift, no Mazzoni. You know, if, this, if they're going to give you a single receiver hitch, throw it six times, six out of six times, <clears throat> and then run the ball and run that. Right. Call it again. Call it again. Call it again. Because I've, I've talked to defensive coordinators like, you know what? We'll let you run that hitch smash concept all day because you're not going to call it seven times in a row because OCs get impatient. I said, you know, that's a great point. And I said, you know what? I'm going to keep calling it from now on. And then when they adjust, you can only do a couple things. Mm-hmm. So you're going from quarters or three. Now you're playing two or man. So now there's an answer for it. So just keep calling until you stop it. Right. You know, it's no different than triple option football or wing T, right? You run yeah, they... bucks in a wing T 10 times in a row, you get four yards each time, you're going to keep running it. I think that's the other thing, dude. That's what pisses me off about Nagy and the Bears. Is And I, I like Nagy as a coach, but if and I don't understand that's why I don't understand NFL football. They've under they probably get paid so much money they have to overthink it. They'll run a play that works in the first quarter and they won't run it again the whole game. But I, was, I was like, well, why what I mean, I don't understand that. Why do you have to run 60 different plays or the same play? But I, I don't get it. to me, I think football is a very easy game sometimes that made difficult by people like me. Or like the Bears do it when they're in the game, then they play the Packers, and when they get down, they're like, oh, we got to start calling every play in the playbook. Yeah, well. That's what the Bears, like when they were well, in the we game, were like, winning. Well, that also, in fact, that Mitch, Mitch is not a uh, uh, Mitch is a career backup quarterback. He's not He's not the guy. Not saying he's not a good person. I've heard nothing. I've 
we were at the convention last year. We talked to a couple of guys who played with him in North Carolina. He's the greatest guy in the world. I mean, nicest guy, hardest worker. And you never heard anything bad about Mitch Trubisky. I mean, anybody Bears fan who said you heard something bad about Mitch Trubisky, I think you're full of it. I just mm-hmm. don't think he has. I don't think he has it. I don't think he can win the game by himself. Doesn't make him a bad person. But I just that's just my opinion. But again, you know what? I'm not in the. I'm not in the quarterback room every day with those guys. I'm not in meetings with them. I don't know what they're asking him to do. I don't know. It's easy for me to sit back and say, "Oh, I, I could see him throwing there and throwing that," but I don't know what they're telling him what to do. I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it is it him? Is it Nagy? Is it the system? I don't know because I'm not in there. Yeah, from that side looking in, it's both. Because in 2018, they rolled him out of the pocket. They did zone reads. They did this. They did that to make him comfortable. Quick passes, and then last year was just a debacle. And this but year, what, they what, it's no different than the NFL, though, Steve. In eight, in the first year with Nagy, they didn't know what they expect. <laughs> the true. next year, they said, and I was telling some guys at the gym, and I said, "Remember after eight? That was eighteen. Was that year right?" Mm-hmm. Number eighteen. Remember they played the Packers the first week, uh, and when uh, Thursday night football, when the Packers beat them up, and the defensive back from the Packers came out and said, "We knew if we had if we had to make Mitch beat us, we could win." So they went to school on him. That's why Lamar Jackson struggled this year early on, and they're hot now. But they went to school on him. Mm-hmm. They go to school on you, so, and, and so they figured out the NFL and the Saints did it. The Bear, Packers last week. Hey, Mitch. We're going to take away your run game, your bootleg game. We're going to double Allen Robinson and because that's your safety net. But now you try and beat us, and he can't. And Daggy knows that, I think, in my opinion. So he's scared to have him throw the ball because he's going to throw interceptions. Those two picks he threw against Minnesota and um, the week before the Saints, the Jacksonville Jaguars in the red zone were horrific. Mm-hmm. Horrific. So I, I think I think that's what the NFL does is they go to school. They go to if you're successful, they go to school on you. That's why right. the Patriots with Belichick or Brady will do them everything, nothing like it ever again. Right. Which is sad because it was kind of even though we didn't like seeing them there every year, it was fun to see. Oh, I love coaches. It. I loved it. I'll never understand Steve why people get mad at success. To me, the Patriots. Are should be. I mean, you can say what you want about their personality and stuff. I don't care. I like that success. That's where everybody, everybody would want to be there. Every football coach in the world would want to be that. So why are people down on? Success? Well, they're good all the time. Well, isn't that the goal? Well, then to be then, good all the time. Well, I mean, don't, don't you want to be good all the time? You want to be great. Well, why, why? Why is that bad? Right. Like. I'm a big Nick Saban fan, big Nick Saban fan. I'm with, yeah, big fan. So I have to root for Alabama. So I have Alabama stuff. Now I I stir the pot because people talk about him. So I like to stir a little bit. I say roll tide. I'm like this or that. And then, and then the best thing is, well, the ratings won't be very good. Alabama will be in the championship again. I said, "Uh uh-huh. You're going to watch them just to see him try to lose. So don't tell me ratings go down. People watch them. And if it's so bad, somebody has to beat them. Agree, and, it, and, and you know what? It, it, it's it's great. I love, and I'm a big Alabama fan, big Saban fan. Mm-hmm. He's from the Belichick tree, but they win. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, they got great players, and their second, their second string uh, 
O-line can start any team in the country and all that. But guess what? I'd go to, I'd go to Alabama and they win. What's wrong with win? What, I, what's wrong with winning all the time? I don't, that, that's, I don't ever understand that. Why people, well, they win all the time. Well, that's what you're supposed to do, aren't you? That's the goal. Right. Like, Give somebody else a chance. Well, well they like, should earn the chance. Like uh, Dabo Sweeney, before they got good, what did he say? He said, we, ha- we have to recruit like Alabama to be as good as Alabama. We have to yes. do things like – so Nick Saban set the standard. He's like, we have to do that. And then when Nick Saban – or uh, Dabo started doing that, guess what happened? They look like an SEC team. Yeah. And they started to win. Yep. I, I, I mean – I'll never understand. I mean, they win too much. What? What do you mean they win too much? They, you, well, you can root for the under. I'm not an underdog guy. I'm not an underdog. I, I, I mean, I, I, I like being the underdog sometimes. I do because it's fun. But I, I'm a win. If, if they're a good team and where I, I want to see people, the winners keep winning if they do things the right way. Mm-hmm. If they're doing things the right way, you know, if if, if you're taking your shortcuts and all that and cheating. Well, that's a different, that's a whole other argument in my opinion. But if you're doing things the right way and you're getting the right players and you're coaching them up and you got a system and you're doing great, I think greatness should be appreciated. Right. It's in my opinion. Because when Nick Saban retires, you're not going to see it again. No, you're not. And I don't want to be that guy taking the job. Same thing with Belichick. You'll never see it again. You'll never never see that again. I don't want to be the coach going after Bel- after Belichick or after nope. Nick Saban. Nope, no way. Because you're not. It's going to be very hard to li- live up to that. And I mean, they've been doing it for so long, where they they have an idea and uh, a procedure, if you will, of how they do things. That even if you try to replace it, there's little things you can't because there's all the intricacies that they know and stuff like that. Oh, it's it, it's it's it should be. What it should be celebrated. Greatness should be celebrated. And right. if you you know, if you're good enough and and you coach and you get the best players and you could uh win twenty national championships in a row, well then good for you. Because everybody else every, there's you can't tell me that any other coach wouldn't love to be part of Alabama and have seven national championships. Mm-hmm. Any coach at all levels, high school, uh, Pop Warner, college, I mean you wouldn't want to be, why wouldn't you want to be, why everybody wants to win. So. And the best is when the championship game, they said, uh, oh, they won because they had three Heisman guys, which is true, but <laughs> you, but you need some coaches to put them in positions yeah. to do that. So I tried to say that and I shouldn't have done that. That was just, oh, well, they, well, Hey, they recruited them. Right. What's wrong with that? I, you want to recruit the best player. I'll never understand. You want to recruit the best players. If you get three Heisman Trophy winners in your team, and you recruited them, why? Why are you? Why are you being vilified for that? Because did you or know did you, they're well, you did nothing wrong? Because did you know that when you recruited them as freshmen, you didn't know they were no, entering the Heisman? No you're recruiting the best players in the country, and so so you know what? So is everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if they choose Alabama, and you have three Heisman Trophy winners on your team, they had a quarterback room of Jalen Hurts, Tua Tua Tua, I could say his name. And Mac Jones. Yep. That was your quarterback room. Yep. Uh, and that's their fault that they recruited good quarterbacks. And I, was, I know they're throwing a really good receivers, but that's a hell of a quarterback room. There's a good chance there might be all three quarterbacks 
starting the NFL next year. And, and Jones playing a wing T high school. That's yeah. the best part. <laughs> and they found him. They found him and coached him up. Correct. And they saw and, something in him that, you know, hey, he's going to be, a, he's, yeah, this guy can be pretty good. So there you go. Right. So I would never own Alabama gear if it wasn't for stirring the pot. So I was just kind of like, you know, I'm going to stir the pot a little bit. So I wear the hoodies. I say roll tide on yeah. social media and it makes people mad. And oh, because I'm a U of I guy. I grew up 20 minutes from the campus. Okay. So all I hear is, you're a U of I guy, though. You can't be an Alabama fan. I was like, well, why not? I like Nick Saban. I'm going to root for them. You guys hate him. I'm going to like him. But I'm a coach. So I follow coaches. So I'm like, well, I got to look at what I'm with doing. you. I follow coaches, too. I, I, I With you, Steve, I follow coaches. I follow coaches. And there's some schools I just kind of root for. Like I don't know why. I kind of like Marshall. I don't know why. Okay. And so I look at them. But besides I look at coaches, besides you. Co- I'm coaches. I'm probably college-wise. I am more of a. What's the hot system? Mm-hmm. Or what are the people doing well? What schools? And then coaches. Right. You know, but I'm like, like you know, uh, I always follow Leach. Mm-hmm. You know and what he does, and but then like North Carolina, I've been looking at last couple of years, uh, and now I'm on to Ole Miss with State. Yep. But but I mean, Kiffin is just doing the Baylor stuff when with. Uh, with uh, when Kendall was with him at Florida Atlantic, you know, but that kind of, I look at that kind of stuff. So Arkansas, Kendall Browse at Arkansas, Ole Miss, K- Saban, or uh, Kiffin, Mississippi State. Those are three teams I'll study this offseason or when, you know, whenever I've, if I haven't already, I'll look at those teams. That, that, that's, you know, so I'll root for those teams or watch those teams. And I follow Ogeron just because I. Yeah. yeah. Oh, their offense last year was unbelievable. Well, you that's kind of why. That's kind of why when people said Bama had the players, I said, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. LSU had some of those players the year before that. Yep. And then they coached to what the kids could really do, and look what happened. Yep. So that's where my argument comes back. I'm like, it's not the coaches. I'm not saying the coaches are the reason why they actually won all the time. It was Joe Burrow. It was his receivers. But the year before, they, they weren't doing a lot back. of that. Don't forget about that running yeah. back. And the running back. Uh, he's on the Kansas City Chiefs now. Like They all yeah. got drafted. He won I, the Alabama game pretty much by himself. Right. Yeah, I got the LSU film last year. We watched that game, and Alabama was shutting them down, and that kid pretty much beat Alabama by himself. It was something to see. It was special. And, of course, what happens? The Chiefs draft him at 30. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, good. Well, the, the good just got – the great just got better. And I love Ed's book. I got his book for Christmas, and I read it in two days. It's great. His Flip the Script book. Mm-hmm. Um. I recommend it to people because when you read it, you can hear his voice in your head talking to you as you're reading it. Yeah. You can just hear that Cajun talk of his. Or like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And stuff about him I didn't know. I didn't know he had a drinking problem. I didn't know he left Miami from the drinking problem. Mm-hmm. And coach, I was like, oh, goodness. And like he's like, I want to run two-by-two two spread. He goes, I love spread. I want to run two-by-two. Two. And I was like, I didn't know that about you because LSU was under center pro style. And then he gets yeah. there and he wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So I watch I mean, it. LSU probably could have. LSU has as much talent as anybody. When uh, who's the gentleman who's at Kansas now? Uh, Les Miles. Yeah, they had a lot of great defenses and offense, but they could never. I mean, their offense was always seemed like it was stuck in the mud. Wow, that's, those, a couple of those years, you know. That's why I'm excited. That's why I was nervous for Brent Bielema coming into Illinois. Mm-hmm. But listening to him, I think he's going to change and adapt. And do what the players can do. 
So I'm excited for Illinois football at least. For what, what about uh, the guy he brought in from uh, Appalachian State, the OC? Is was he at Appalachian State for a couple of years now when they were good, or was he somewhere else? Do you know that, Steve? I haven't done too. I I just saw that they hired him and he was. It was at, I think I believe it was Appalachian State last year, correct? Yeah, but I'm, I think that might have been his first year. Okay, but he's been somewhere else. He's been a couple places, and they're friends, so they've known each other. Okay. Um, but watching Appalachian State last year, they had a pretty good offense. Oh, absolutely. They've been they've been good offensively for a long time. I mean, I mean, a good five five to eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the high? Please. <laughs> no, but yeah, they've been good for a good five to eight years. They've been pretty good. So I'm excited for that. They hired Missouri's defensive coordinator. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Um, this coach's name is Tank, which I think is funny. He was the D line coach and strength at Army last year. Okay. Uh, he's hired a bunch of guys. He's hired some of his old players that are coaching. Like, so we'll see. I'm. Lovey Smith was Lovey Smith, but I was like, I'm ready for Brent Bielema now. Yeah, yeah. I really thought Jeff Munkin was going to go get Leave hired. Army? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's from Juliet and his family's in Peoria. Okay. Um, I know his cousins because the legendary legendary in Charleston, Coach Bill Munkin, he coached at Charleston for years. Mm-hmm. So he's all, that's all I heard. You know, like, look at what Jeff does at Georgia Southern and look at what – at the time, the other one was at uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, look what they do. Yeah, yeah. They told me to do that. And I'm like, That's, we can't do that. Well, it's funny. We went to Oklahoma State back in uh, 2012. Uh, uh, one of the Munkins was the uh, – he was the uh, OC. And then he left there. He went to Southern Miss. And I, then he was with Jacksonville. I don't know where he's at now. But definitely one of the brothers was the OC after uh, Helgerson left. And uh, then uh, – I'm not, I, I mix them up, which it was. It wasn't, uh, but he was at Oklahoma State. Then we, the, after we were there, he went to Southern Miss. I think he might have been to be the head coach. And then he went from there to the Jaguars as like a quarterback coach or something. And then I don't know where he's at now. There's an OC. It might be the same Munkin for Georgia as the OC. It very well could be. I can't it keep very up. Well could be. I think it would have been Todd. Was Todd would Todd make some Todd Munkin? <clears throat> who's that? Who's that army again? Jeff, right? That's Jeff. I think it's Todd Mulkin. It might okay. have been a cousin or something. I'm pretty sure Todd Mulkin was the name that when we were at Oklahoma State, he was the OC. Because I can't keep up. There's two high school ones that live up here, mm-hmm. or three. There's one's the OC at Bolingbrook High School. He was head coach at York for a while. Okay. Um, that's Bill's son who lives in Charleston. And then he's got a brother that coaches down in another town in Illinois. Then there's like two more up here. Like I can't keep up. Because yeah. that's because who I'm talking about is one side, and then that's that's that side. Then you got the Jeff side, and the one guy you're talking about who's bounced around. Like there's then there's that side. Yeah, yeah. And I can't keep up with who's who. I know one that Georgia is the OC. Okay. And it might be the same one because he was at Jacksonville. I think he was at the Bills too for a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when we're done, I'm gonna look it up. I'll bet you that's him. And then he was at. I know he was at Tampa Bay. Somebody was at Tampa Bay for. Yeah. I think that might have been Todd because they, the guy that we were looking, he he traveled a lot uh, after we saw him. So, yeah, I thought Jeff would go to Illinois, but then they said, "Are you ready for that triple option to show up, Steve?" Yeah, why not? As long as they win. Well, that's why I, I first I said no because I love 
throwing the ball and yeah. inside zone and all that. And, I, and then the way Illinois went this year, I said, you know what? We need culture. We need someone that's going to bring winning attitude. And so bring Jeff in. I'm all good for it. Yeah. Or Sean Lewis. I love Sean Lewis at Kent State. Okay. Um, He was the tight ends coach for Babers at Eastern when I held that spring ball. And he traveled now, with – Would he have played quarterback at Wisconsin when Billamo was there? I think he played quarterback, maybe. Well, he definitely went to Wisconsin. He's a Richards yeah. kid, I think. Yeah, he went to Wisconsin. He's from. He went to Richards High School. He did, yeah. He's a Richards yeah. kid. I wonder if Bielema was a coacher that was Barry Alvarez when he was uh, coming out of Richards. Oh, I don't know. I, I definitely don't know. know it was at St. Xavier. I definitely know that. That's for sure. So it's, it was, you know, sometime after 99. But uh, I wonder if Bielema – well, I'm sure Bielema was there because Bielema was there under Alvarez. Yeah, so Bielema would have been his coach. Oh, yeah. Because my neighbor's brother was the same age as Sean, and they all went to Richards. Yeah, he definitely went to Richard, yes. So he followed them all over. And so when people were talking about Illinois, I said Sean Lewis, and people said, who? Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, you don't know. He was the youngest Division One coach at Kent State and almost beat Illinois the very first game at Kent State. They were at Illinois, and they had to come back and almost win. Mm-hmm. Like, I said, he would have been perfect. Uh, so then I thought about it. Before he, uh, Bielema hired people, I said, maybe he'll bring him on as OC because he coached him. But – no, that'd be tough to go from head coach to OC, but it would have been a good hire. Well, we'll see what happens. I think, I mean, so far he seems to be uh, saying the right stuff and if he follows through and recruits Illinois, I think he can be, uh, a, they can have a very good uh, program now. Yep, and he's fighting for us to get back to sports too. He's yes, the exactly. and Him and Coach Underwood, the basketball coach, both have, have, have had beautiful uh, uh, letters or interviews, whatever they had. I just kind of read it on Twitter, but whatever it is, it's great to see support from them. For and, all the high school kids out there, and Coach uh, and Pat up at Northwestern, he's yeah, there. always. Oh, you talk about a class guy. That's number one right there. Oh, I love him. Yeah, love good him. people. Like, Great, the best. If he wasn't having to, I'd love him to be the head coach of the Bears. Even though I know he'll never leave Northwestern, no, he wants no, them I, to. Why, why, he, he should. He, I, he probably never should. He's done. Well, he's done an unbelievable job. I always want to deal with that uh, scrutiny because right. you know. As much as they love um, and the much a great guy is, you know, this media will uh, tear him down if they go eight and eight one year. I think he's like, and they'll forget what a great what a great person and coach he is just because he's seven and nine one year with the Bears, which is which ain't right. He's a, he's a great person. Northwestern has been great to us uh, as far as you know, letting us come watch all the time. Uh, coach Fitzgerald and our head coach have uh, become friends, and uh, they're. Uh, I root for them. Our strength coaches both come from Northwestern. Okay. Uh, Jamie and Murph, and uh, <clears throat> they're just ah, there's no team I root for more. You know, you talk about coaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I when I just when Northwestern wins, I'm I'm so happy for those guys, and uh, and 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 uh, they deserve every bit of it. Coach Fitz and all those guys, they work so hard and everything, and they're great people and a great program. <laughs> My youngest daughter is barking right now. <laughs> it's my favorite dog, my favorite girl in the house. <clears throat> so, no, I'm an Illinois guy, but I root for Northwestern because <laughs> of Fitzgerald. So, oh yeah, you, you have, have to. to. Yeah. So. Well, coach, I took a lot of your time. No, I, I enjoyed it, Steve. It was great. I really did. I had we had a good talk, a lot of football. Now, I'm I'm very honored and uh, thankfully uh, uh, asked me to come on. I, I really appreciate it. I really do. 
And I'm sorry I sound like an idiot during your football talks, but oh no, I just I just get on my my uh, soapbox and go from there. But uh, thanks for listening. I I have a beautiful wife and two daughters, beautiful daughters, and my beautiful dog. So when I'm home, usually I'm I'm not allowed to talk football. So and if I could <laughs> I could be on a podcast with you, Steve, and a great podcast and talk football for an hour and a half or so, uh, I'm not complaining. Yeah, this is therapy for me because I haven't had sports to coach. Yeah. So this is therapy. Yeah. I haven't charged anybody yet. Maybe I need to. So, well, I appreciate it again, Steve. I really do. Yep. Thank you so much, guys out there. Stay safe. Wear your mask so we can get back to football. And we'll see you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 